0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bee's Knees podcast. We're your hosts, Ben and Brittany, and if you haven't already, please download this episode.
1: And make sure to check out the link in the description where you can find links to our socials and Discord. Happy listening.
0: We just finished our segment on Daredevil last mm-hmm. week. We watched all of season one and kind of commented on that. And since Spider Man, I've just been seeing more and more Charlie Cox stuff, and that's kind of what prompted us to watch daredevil in the first place right because we saw we saw spider-man in theaters and in charlie cox reprised his role of daredevil and we're like oh my gosh what is happening like are we gonna see more of him because he's great and um, i remember our theater experience was very much like a theater-wide gasp and like yeah like not quite the same cheer as when we got Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire, but still a, a surprising fa- yeah, reaction. a fair
1: amount of people lost their shit, yeah, over clapping Derek, like, Matt Murdoch in the m c u
0: exactly, and now that he's being moved over to uh Disney, like their shows being taken off of Netflix and is moving to disney and um but I guess Charlie Cox had heard about everybody going nuts in the theater, overseeing him. In this role, because everybody kind of suspected Andrew Garfield and Toby Toby Maguire, but I don't think there was much talk, at least that I heard of, of him coming back.
1: I mean, it got to a point where literally everybody was at some point theorized to be in that movie. Right. So there was points where he was a hot topic, Mm -hmm. but then it kind of fell off for just the next hotness.
0: Yeah. Well, for me, I maybe briefly heard something, but not enough that I was expecting it when I saw it in theaters. Yeah. So I remember me doing my classic, like, when I get excited watching something, I tend to, like, smack your arm and be like, oh my gosh, are you seeing this? And I'll, like, have a little. The 15
1: smack a second. Yes. Excited slap.
0: And I remember doing that in the theater, like, oh my gosh, did you know this? Like, crazy. Did I
1: know? (laughs) Did I know? That This thing in this movie that no one knows about was going to happen.
0: Okay, but we knew that Andrew <laughs> Garfield was going to be in it. We knew that Tobey Maguire was going to be in it. Like, we didn't know 100%, but, like, we knew enough that, yes, we were happy and we still cheered when it finally happened, but it wasn't, like, it wasn't the same.
1: And I guess it is fair because my ADHD brain makes me look into everything. Yeah. So, like, usually, I sp- like, if there's any leak... Yeah. I spoil it for myself. Exactly. I'll let you know. There's been a Doctor Strange leak, and if it's real, kind of spoiled it for myself, but I'm not going to spoil it for you.
0: Well, now I'm curious. Yeah, I'm not going to. Okay, well, anyway, Charlie Cox had heard about all this, like, attention in the theater, the reaction that he was getting from fans. So him and his wife went to go see the movie. Yeah. And, um... And his wife was recording to try and get that reaction and I guess see how yeah. he reacted to their reaction and stuff. And I guess it was just dead quiet when he <laughs> showed up on screen. And I think, oh my gosh, how unlucky.
1: It's it's kind of hilarious though, because to get that reaction, you really have to go like when it first, the first comes week. out. Yeah. Because that's when you get all the diehard fans who are there for every bit of it. Yeah. Like, he probably went, like, two or three weeks into it. Because he's an actor. He's a busy guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He went... It was probably, like, the people who have already seen it a couple times. Or people who are just, like, everybody's talking about this. I better go see it. Right. But they don't know who Daredevil is. Yeah. So Rookies. Like, the, the luck. Like you said, he was very unlucky. And I feel so bad theater. for
0: him. Because it's, like, I remember my reaction and I remember hearing everybody else's reaction I think like why couldn't he have been in a theater like that I mean <laughs> I wouldn't have been complaining if he was in my theater but <laughs> then he would have gotten all of that reaction that I know happened yeah um but I think like that video like wouldn't you love to see that God, video I just
1: would love because it's like this build-up of like his wife being like oh oh
0: oh and here then it comes
1: just like a zoom in on his face and like I can just imagine him kind of, like, looking over and giving, like, a goofy glance. Be like, here it comes. And then just nothing. And in his words, it was like, I popped up on screen and then tumbleweed.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Dead fucking quiet. But we've all had those moments. Like, there's been so many times where I'm like, oh, you should record this and get my reaction. Or I'm going to record something and try and get your reaction. And it's (laughs) not at all what... I would hope that it would be. And it's just like, okay, I'm just going to delete that. <laughs> <laughs> that. reminds
1: me when we went to see Spider-Man and we were, we got there early because it's all like pre-booked seats. So mm-hmm. people just show up a minute before the movie. Right. But we were like, we're from out of town. We have nowhere else to be. So like...
0: And old habits die hard. Like remember when to go see a Marvel movie, you'd have to line up outside the theater and you had to get there like an hour before showtime if you wanted to get a good seat.
1: Yeah. So we were sitting there all alone and I was like, I'm going to take advantage of this and make a goofy video. Mm -hmm. And I sat there saying, "Potterman, man man And then I was just panning across this empty theater and then after I finished my little song and dance, I got to you and you're just sitting like looking at just being comfy, looking at the screen. Yeah. Not a flattering, comfy. not a flattering. Yeah. I was going to say
0: being comfy translates to like the literal definition of potato. Like I look <laughs> like a potato, like double chins, everything. I'm just like, yeah, either you're deleting that right now, or I'm going to watch as you cut me out and edit that video. <laughs> <laughs>
1: We like talking about movies and TV, or TV and movies, cause we're the bees knees, oh yeah. While we're on the topic of movie theater things, the other day we were at my parents' house, mm-hmm. and I don't remember what we were talking about, but my mom was just like, "Isn't isn't there a movie you guys were wanting to go see next week? Yeah. <laughs> and... As soon as she said that, I felt like a dog who just heard the word walk. Or treat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) on the same page.
1: Like, my ears, like, if I had, like, moving ears, ears. they would stand up, (laughs) tail wagging. I was just like, are you offering to watch the children?
0: Yeah. I remember me being like, well, Batman's coming out next week, but we didn't have a sitter to go see it, but I mean... If the <laughs> offer's out there, and
1: We will gladly go see this wanna movie. We want to go see it. So, yeah, it's looking like we're going to get to go see Batman when we didn't really have any intentions or, like, capabilities yeah, of doing we so. We
0: didn't think we were going to be able to. We were going to wait until it, like, was available for illegal streaming. <laughs> <laughs> or, um,
1: or legal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, we're just stuck at home waiting for it to be available to us, but uh, it was such a a letdown for me because I've watched all the trailers. I mean, the trailers have been going on for like two years now. Yeah. I've been so hyped for this movie. Mm -hmm. I am really excited for Robert Pattinson's Batman.
0: Yeah, so am I. I mean, like I've always been a fan of Robert Pattinson because I was... A twilight fan you were such a twihard i was it's <laughs> it's embarrassing now to admit but it's true and i was team edward all the way <laughs> and i know that he hates that movie and those movies but whatever it introduced me to him and I, i've been a fan ever since so i'm excited i know we're gonna see a completely different side of him yeah but i trust him as an actor like we've watched a lot of his movies and he's always nailing it. Yeah.
1: And I'm excited for this interpretation of Batman because for the most part Batman is a very dark and broody character. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times they haven't really like leaned into it. Yeah. To just go extra angsty. Mm -hmm. But with this like every Batman under the cowl has had the black eye paint. Yeah. I think this is the first time when he takes off his hood
0: that is still there still
1: there (laughs) like one realism right there yeah but it just shows like this is a lunatic who dresses up to go out and fight crime right plus the scenes where he's just like beating the shit out of the guys right before it's like i'm vengeance
0: yeah i know that line has been just iconic in itself it's been used so much (laughs) many
1: many times
0: already so I can't wait I have seen a couple things like in interviews of him being asked about this this role and things like that and and his Batman voice and how he came to find his Batman voice and he said it was like a whole thing and he had to try out a few different voices before it just felt right but he made like the same mistake as Christian Bale did in the the deep going deeper and like making it a more growly type voice because yeah because it it hurts after a while right and um i'm just hoping that he doesn't make it as airy as christian bale did because his sentences ended up being more choppy in his longer monologues
1: harvey dead can he be yeah so (laughs) i and
0: i don't think that he's gonna be like that though i think from the trailer and i know we don't get a whole lot of dialogue in the trailer Mm -hmm. But I think it is a more growl to his voice, but I don't think it's very breathy.
1: Yeah. I'm just hoping that when he was searching for his voice, he wasn't just like, well, Bale did that and it was pretty iconic, however weird and breathy it was. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go something like that. I I really hope that he was going for his own thing. It
0: was. Um, Like in this interview, he was saying about different things that he tried to try and really feel like he was Batman and um, getting in the mindset and how would Batman talk and all this stuff. And I remember reading something about him trying a voice for a bit and it was, it was more whispery, apparently. And he had tried it a couple times and I think he felt it was off, but I think people actually, whether it was the director, I'm not sure, said like, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Like... That's not it. Keep searching. I mean... <laughs> but yeah, he did try to find his own Batman voice.
1: I don't know where this whole Batman voice thing came from. Because I just think back to cartoons. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times, Bruce Wayne and Batman just sound identical.
0: Yeah. But again, with the realism and the face paint and stuff, it's unrealistic to think that he'd be that close in the public eye doing press conferences and stuff. And then... Talking with like police and everything in the same voice and that nobody would piece it together yeah, I guess
1: especially this day and age with like vocal recognition. Yeah, you could just run and be like, oh, that's Bruce Wayne."
0: Exactly, like i'm glad that that's something that they've decided to do is give batman his own voice because of that. I just think like You can't tell that that's the same person or how many times does batman? save his own love interest like bruce wayne's (laughs) love interest and so it's like okay, you're sleeping with this guy and you're lusting after batman and you can't hear that they're the same person like i feel like i'd hear the same person if i
1: came to you Mm -hmm. but i was disguised physically completely
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you'd be able to be like ben what are you doing i can tell that's your voice yeah
0: I would, and I know the bottom half of your face.
1: No, but if I was completely... Fi- like, if I had, like, a bag over my face... Yeah. Like, new Riddler style, you think you could still tell just by my voice?
0: I've been listening to your voice for, like, 15 years.
1: See, and now that I'm saying that, I feel like I do have a very, just, like, distinct, nasally voice. <laughs> that I could probably pick me out of a crowd, too.
0: Like, same thing. If I was dressed up and you couldn't hear me, you don't think that you would know my voice if I was talking to you?
1: While you were saying that, I closed my eyes, and yeah, I think I know your voice pretty well.
0: Yeah, exactly. So and so I, I, get know, I get Okay, yeah. I get
1: Batman voice now. Batman needs a voice. You put me on Team Batman voice. <laughs> I guess I don't it think also, it's a bad thing. No, and it also does help the duality of, like... This is a man with a splintered mind. Yeah. Like, I don't know what comic it was, but it was just like, who is he under the mask? And it said Batman, Mm -hmm. because Batman is his truest self. Right. And Bruce Wayne is just the mask.
0: Right. Yeah. So. I like that. Yeah, there's a lot in the trailer that I'm excited for. Obviously, there's like that vengeance scene, but there's also just like hearing the Riddler. Yeah. And like seeing what he does and the villains it just looks so dark and gritty and i'm here for it i love it it's been a long time since we've seen a superhero movie that was like really just like gruesome
1: yeah and because we've been stuck with marvel movies which they're very good and entertaining but they they really are
0: they're not as bloody
1: <laughs> no although this one i think is a pg-13 so which i don't is surprising. Think it's gonna be bloody and all that but... I think
0: I would be surprised because in the trailer you see some pretty dark scenes like you see the beating downs you see people like dead
1: yeah yeah
0: so I think that it is going to be more bloody than you'd expect
1: I feel like they can just get away with more under a pg-13 label than they used to
0: yeah definitely <laughs> I feel kids, like as long as you're jaded these days just don't say the f-word and you're fine <laughs>
1: Is it true that you can have one?
0: I don't know. (laughs) There's
1: there's something where it's like you can have one.
0: There have been so many things that we've seen that is like rated PG-13. And it has like a lot of suggestive material that I'm like, I don't feel like this would have passed as a (laughs) PG-13 when we were 13.
1: No. But, uh, I mean, when you look at like 13-year-olds now and look at us at 13, like we were weebs.
0: Yeah. For real. Like it's just look at our style yeah like compare like 13 year old girls now to 13 year old girls when I was 13 and we were hilarious <laughs> like I feel so embarrassed by my past self and my future and my uh fashion choices
1: I sometimes I look at old pictures of myself and like I am so retroactively embarrassed that I went out looking the way I did, I know, like with my long hair, like I was a weird, lanky kid, yeah, and it was gross, but anyway,'s back to superhero things
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if there's much more we can talk about Batman because we haven't seen it yet, yeah, but we're gonna,
0: yeah, we're gonna that's the main thing our excitement that we're going to go see it and also i'm not gonna lie when i was in that state of not knowing if we were gonna be able to see it right away i was like but it would be so good for the podcast (laughs) (laughs) to be able to talk about it yeah um so i'm really happy that we'll be able to do that and like give our initial reaction on the podcast it'll be great
1: yeah so whenever we get to see it
0: i think we're gonna see it like not this weekend but next weekend i think is when we're planning God, to see freaking excited so pretty soon
1: so other things that we talked about this or talked about we watched this week that we're going to talk about now um peacemaker we watched all of peacemaker yeah and what what did you think of peacemaker generally
0: generally i found it very entertaining it had a good balance of just like Inappropriate comedy. Yeah. And actual serious stuff. And a very compelling, like, story arc.
1: Yes. The actual con, like, the butterflies, Mm -hmm. I wasn't too big on. Because something that I saw on the internet was like, so does Peacemaker only fight aliens that have mind control? Because in the Suicide Squad. It was Starro who had the mind control things. Right. It's like, very good point. (laughs) All we've seen him do is just aliens with mind control. Mm -hmm. But if you ignore that, like you said, the actual story arcs in it Mm -hmm. were very good. His kind of personal growth, getting away from I'll kill anybody who gets in the way of freedom to like, I don't want to kill people anymore. Yeah, I want to do what's good, but like if I don't have to kill people, that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, I really liked seeing the parallels between like his guilt over Rick Flag and his guilt over killing his brother. Yeah, because I didn't know that. I wasn't. I'm not very familiar with Peacemaker as a character prior to this. So, like, and I'm not either. Squad.
1: But from what I've gathered, because Peacemaker and the rest of the Suicide Squad characters, apart from Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. They're kind of just nobodies. Yeah. So you can really do whatever you want. Right. So I'm not confident on his comic book background, but I wouldn't be surprised if this wasn't it. Right. So I don't know. Like, I don't know if, like, the white dragon is his father in the comics. Mm -hmm. I know that is a comic character. Right. But I don't know if it's his father. So whether this whole, like, him killing his brother and then vowing to... Like fight for justice, no matter how far he has to go. Mm -hmm. I don't know if any of that is comic -comic accurate accurate. or just James Gunn inventing this new background to make a more enticing character,
0: right?
1: And if that's what happened, like Bravo,
0: Mm -hmm. done good. I I think that they everyone was so perfectly cast as well. Yeah, like John Cena. We've said it before. (sighs) Surprisingly, just phenomenal as this role. It's,
1: I mean, I, I was about to say it's weird how wrestlers can turn into such great actors. But then I felt like wrestling is an act. Yeah. So it's like, it's, I, I'm not that surprised that sometimes a wrestler transitions really well into acting. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, there's what, three of them? The Rock, Batista, right. and John Cena. Yeah. Those are the only ones that I can think of.
0: They're there's, the, like, I feel like they're the most well-known
1: yeah and looking back to when i watched wrestling in the context of my dad was watching wrestling (laughs) and sometimes i would go into that room and see it yeah the rock john cena batista those were names i knew and i knew nothing about it so they were obviously the top tier wrestlers makes sense they transitioned into some top tier actors
0: yeah I also really liked Vigilante as a character and I don't I'm not really familiar with that actor I don't think. Like so, I'm not sure what else he's been in but he did a really good job.
1: Yeah, and it's funny because he was a recast. Oh really? That they were like 4 or 5 episodes in and recast him.
0: So who got recasted?
1: Uh, I don't remember the guy's name but it was Creative Differences. Mm. But when uh I don't remember what the... I don't know these actors' names. When he got cast, mm-hmm. there was an interview that went out that uh, basically he passed the not an asshole check. Okay. So I'm guessing the creative differences were was the original guy was kind of an asshole. Right. So it's funny how many scenes they got by. Like when he's out behind the dumpster mm-hmm. and it's just him. And the way it's framed, it looks very natural. But looking at it, knowing that it was a recast, yeah, like, I get that he's on his own because no one else was there. Right. They just had, had to go back, and yeah, do they just it. shot it so that it replaced the other guy with him, mm-hmm. and then they reshot scenes with him in it. Right. So,
0: but yeah, he added a lot of just, just additional comedic qualities yeah, which, to the show,
1: which is funny because one there is another vigilante tv representation in arrow and as other arrow things are he was very dark and like broody angsty either.
0: yeah but i honestly <laughs> i have no memory of well, vigilante we didn't get arrow. to that season okay we, we dropped out <laughs> we before it left it but okay. then
1: on top of that the comic vigilante is not this like goofy and quirky mm-hmm. he's more like the arrow representation okay. where he's like i am a tough ass badass right where in this yeah he's a like i just think of that when he sent himself to jail to take out all the the nazis yeah how competent of a fighter he was yeah because there was like eight guys there who were like these big white supremacist guys were like we're gonna fuck you up yeah and he takes them out no problem
0: yeah i know i remember that scene too and just being like holy like, crap wow. <laughs> yeah
1: but he can still be a lovable goofball with all of his sociopathic tendencies mm-hmm. not understanding when somebody is having true emotions
0: yeah like, like the crying thing. yeah
1: <laughs> because one time out of kind of embarrassment peacemaker was like i'm just doing face exercises yeah it's like Man, this is a weird time for you to be doing your face exercises. It's like,
0: nah, he's crying, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So
1: just like those weird quirks, yet still being a competent kind of anti-hero, I
0: guess. Yeah. I would say that, like, obviously, overall, I really enjoyed this... This show. I'm happy that we're going to be getting a second season. Mm-hmm. I found it to be very entertaining. My only struggle with it is looking at it, trying to see it more in depth because so much of the deeper, darker emotions that like all the characters are trying to work through, yeah. it's disguised so much with comedy or it's quickly brushed past with comedy that I found it hard to take certain serious situations seriously because it was either really quickly followed up with comedy or it was just passed off as a joke yeah so loved it but that was like my only major thing like we would watch videos after like we always do with everything like what are all the easter eggs like what are the references that we missed those kinds of things and they would kind of dissect the characters a bit and go through their like psychological traumas and where they started at and where they've come and just their growth as characters. And I was surprised because I'm usually one of those people that does that and dissects characters that way. Yeah. And I found it really hard to do that because I was so easily distracted with the comedy.
1: Yeah, where for me, I, I don't excel at those. Like, yeah character development breakdowns yeah i'm just like oh yeah fun fun i'm having fun this is great my brain is entertained yeah (laughs) keep this keep this going
0: well and see that's why i think i liked when we did the daredevil season is because it gave me a chance to really one it was a rewatch, and there was a lot of the plot points that we didn't that we forgot about because it's been a long time since we first watched it but it allowed me that opportunity to like really dig into the character, and I found it worked really well that we had two episodes at a time because it seemed that the episodes worked so well together in pairs. Yeah, like it was very one much thing
1: a, a point counterpoint.
0: Yeah, and. I was surprised and I had a really like a really fun time with it being able to see the parallels between characters and see the trauma and apply it to their future selves and see their character development and kind of dissect it because I find that to be fun. And I really liked that that allowed us to do that. Yeah. And then now we're going to be going into The Punisher. We've started rewatching that. And um. I am not having as easy of a time with this e- either, and I think it's because it's a slower start, and because the Punisher was introduced in
1: di- later seasons of Daredevil. Show,
0: yeah. So it's like we're watching, we're rewatching the Punisher, and again, I don't remember any of it, and I'm actually questioning if I had ever ever actually watched the Punisher show.
1: You had to, because I have.
0: I just don't remember anything
1: like nothing at all and you say that but that we had that feeling a lot watching daredevil yeah i know that there's like him and fisk in this but like just about every episode like the main point of the episode we were just like i don't remember this at all
0: no but at least i had those things or something would happen be like oh i remember now i have nothing like that with this like in the punisher we see that like bar-bathroom fight. I have no memory of that. Seriously? Seriously. I was, like, watching it for the first time. But I felt that this show seems to be so much more slow. Like, it's a slower pace than than Daredevil. Yeah,
1: the first two episodes were a lot of building character in him. Yeah. Like, showing him, like, he's, I don't know, I want don't want to say soft, but he's definitely
0: because he's had his vengeance yeah
1: he's trying to open up yeah and with that he's becoming vulnerable and maybe a little more caring
0: yeah or trying to be yeah
1: like with that like he's he sees this girl at the bar Mm -hmm. and she just is like why is this guy being so creepy like get away from me like quit looking at me because she's paranoid and stuff yeah but to him he's like I see the signs of somebody who's in trouble. Right. Like, are you okay?
0: Yeah, and she just and kind she of just like brushes him off several like, times. Mind your own business, yeah. kind
1: of thing. And then he kind of grows this little relationship with the bartender, mm-hmm. and goes south pretty quick.
0: Yeah. Well, but
1: but it shows him going from my name's Pete to uh, I'm actually uh, Frank. Yeah. yeah. And kind of having this facade, but then being like, no, I want this to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And kind of showing us who he is at this point.
0: Yeah. I and... think I think the flaw that I'm seeing is that because we didn't watch all of Daredevil, so we didn't actually see recently Frank's story. We didn't get introduced to the Punisher. We didn't get introduced to his villain that he takes down at the carnival, yeah. like any of that stuff, we didn't recently see it. The only exposure we've had to that and his story in that sense is anything that's a flashback now in his own series. yeah. And so the whole show is being carried like, you already know who this is. And I do, and I do know his story. I'm familiar with what happens to his wife and his kids. And I'm familiar with his vengeance story. yeah. But... I still am struggling to to really get into it with the assumption that you already know him and I still have questions that I feel like I should already have the answer to but without having watched all of Daredevil, I don't have all the answers.
1: Yeah I think the further we go into it, a lot of those things are going to be answered
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, like who the dude in the hospital with the mask is yeah kind of what what it how it ties in I guess right. But, uh, yeah, it it does start off a bit slow. There are a few scenes that maybe go on a bit too long. Yeah. Maybe a bit unnecessary. He spends a lot of time with that bartender, like, a very long, awkward sex scene cutting to... And
0: it was... I was like, either they're just, like, having a lot of sex all night, like, just a bunch of times. Intermittent sex. Yeah. And then... In the like downtime of not sexy time, they're just like opening up and being really vulnerable. And it's like, this is something that's like really traumatic for me. Okay, now we're boning. <laughs> oh, this was another thing. Like I lost my wife and kids. Now, now we're, we're boning.
1: boning. I, <laughs> I think that it was one big passionate sex with all of...
0: That had like the, six different positions.
1: Yes. And then cut in between it was the kind of emotional bonding that led to it.
0: Yeah, which is what I was assuming, but I didn't think that we needed...
1: So much of it?
0: So much of it, and all the different positions. Like, I get <laughs> that there are many positions in, in which you can have sex. I know that. What? But it's just like, it just made me think, oh, they had sex multiple times. Yeah. Like, and I, I, I don't know. I just... Damn, was...
1: that man's got stamina.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, and... It was really drawn out. And the way the episode started out was very action strong. Like, we start out with him just covered in blood already, driving. Then he shoots a bunch of people, crashes into more people, drives off. And you're already just, like, really into the action. You want to know more about that. And then we cut to very slow. I'm Pete. No, I'm not. I'm Frank. Oh, let me bond (laughs) with your kid. And, um... And then later on again like he's like leaving town and he's like no I want to see her again goes back and meanwhile we're just like who is this girl what does she have like why why did we how did we get to that point in the beginning of the episode I want to know about that I don't care how many different positions you do in one sex session
1: and it's just super weird because they spent a lot of time on that relationship Mm -hmm. she's only in the like two episodes yeah so it's like it's not like she is the recurring love interest who he just always comes back to and has a like fulfilling arc.
0: Yeah. It's just that they get involved.
1: They bang in 18 different positions, then she gets shot. And yeah. he's just like, "I'm sorry." Yeah. And then he leaves. Yeah.
0: I I really am liking the villain in this. Like we have only seen him a couple times, but I thought like how just creepy he is yeah and disturbing but and the way he talks and he's very just like like he gets mad at this one guy or like condemns him because he swore yet this guy's like killing people and he thinks he's like holier than thou it's
1: funny because he is a seemingly religious man yeah so it almost seems like he is on some sort of holy crusade. Yeah. And, like, everyone who comes in his way is of the devil.
0: But we don't and even know... And the devil really must be
1: destroyed or something like that.
0: Something, yeah. And that just makes him so much more creepy. And, again, he has this just eerie calmness to him. And it's very similar to Daredevil, I think, in how when we first see Fisk, he's very just like passionate about art and he's very calm and well thought out until he isn't and smashes someone's head in the door but we have the opposite in our hero who's just like out kicking the crap out of people yeah. and now in the same thing like we have frank castle who's <laughs> like really like, <laughs> you know his like growly voice and his menacing nature and then you have This villain who's creepy as fuck, but is so calm and just, like, poetic. Yeah. And it's, like, just makes it more disturbing somehow. It's
1: odd how well Bible verses Mm -hmm. can be twisted into villain lines. Yeah. I think that might really say something.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just, I really like... And he looks so much like a villain. Like he's so. That's creepy what I said. Looking. I was like,
1: I don't know who this guy is, but he has such a villain aesthetic.
0: Yeah, it, it it's just I don't know. I'm I'm excited to keep going, even though the first couple episodes I found to be dragging, and there was a lot of stuff that I didn't care about. But I am very intrigued, all the same.
1: Yeah, and I'm just living for the action scenes. Yeah, like, same. Anytime there is. Like, when he digs the hole through one room into the other, mm-hmm. tricks him into thinking, then he just, like, pops out of the closet and, like, and just, starts like, going those nuts. nuts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: then, like, at the end when he starts barking and stuff. Yeah. He... And,
0: oh, my gosh, I thought that was so funny, too, because he did, like, that weird growly sound grunting that did sound like he was barking. <laughs> and then the villain says, like, this is just someone's dog that got let off the leash. And I was like that's so accurate he does sound like a dog
1: (laughs) this is a big old dog man with with a lot of scary skills
0: but i really like him as an actor too like we recently what was that show we watched recently and it had uh bj novak that created it
1: oh the
0: and they're just little short stories Each bj novak
1: bj novak doing pretentious things
0: but like It was so good. Like, his episode. What's the actor's name?
1: John Bernthal. When he was, like... uh,
0: He he, lost his daughter. Yeah, to
1: to gun violence. Yeah. And infiltrated that. Made it look like he was going to shoot it up.
0: But then got shot.
1: But then basically tricked them all to shooting him on a live feed.
0: Yeah. And he played that so well. Like, he is so great at what he does and everything... He's just, he blows me away repeatedly in all his roles. Yeah. Like, remember how much we hated him in Walking Dead?
1: Yeah, the fact. oh, what
0: a prick.
1: It's funny because when you're watching something and an actor is like a character you hate so much, but then the same actor will do something and be like, man, that's such a good character. Mm -hmm. It just goes to show how good they are when they can instantly make you hate the character. Yeah. Like I'm just thinking of like Joffrey. Yeah. Like that guy hasn't really done anything. Mm. But how much did everyone hate Joffrey? Yeah. It, it it's a character that is written well and then acted to surpass it. Yeah. And Jon Bernthal does that a lot.
0: A lot. Yeah. Because when he was Shane in Walking Dead, you hated him. Like, he was the worst.
1: He was just such a scuzzbag.
0: And then you see him in stuff like this, and you're just like, oh, look how badass and awesome he is. Yeah. Great. And, like, you're just rooting for him. And I just always think back to us when we watched Walking Dead, and we're just like, what a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and now we love him.
1: <laughs> what are your guys' favorite characters that the actors have made you loathe entirely let us know on instagram or discord you know where to find the links
0: thank you so much for joining us this week at the bees knees podcast if you haven't already please make sure you download this episode maybe recommend us to a friend while you're at it (laughs) and we will talk to you next tuesday